Welcome to the new game Bullshit. Hagen. I run Hagen'sAlley.wordpress.com. I'm also the Subcon 3 on forums like Nintendo Age and Clubs. I'm a double award-winning published author um, for Hidden Treasures, a book that's on sale at Lulu.com. It's also on the right side of the page that you're probably listening to the podcast on right now. You can help support us. Instead of like every other podcast where they want you to give money to keep their podcast going, all you got to do is support us by actually buying the gaming book, and a little bit of that money will go towards the podcast. Now, I've also written towards a few different gaming publications, such as Nintendo Force, Pixel Nation, and Retro Gaming Times Monthly. And we've got Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm big into uh, No Death Runs, High Score Runs, uh, Collector of All Things, Vintage and Retro, uh, pretty much anything video game related. Also collect figures, vinyl, VHS, tap handles, old beer signs, and old beer steins. And we've got Kevin. Greetings, gamers. Kevin here, aka KWK. You can see my site on kwkbox.com, and also visit my channel kwkbox on YouTube at any time for support. We do lots of let's plays and have videos of all of us in different forms. So if you want to add a voice to a face, my channel is the place to be. Please call our number, leave a voicemail or a text message at 262-264-VGBS. So basically, I think what we're going to start 24 with is that um, I just went on a week-long adventure with my daughter to the um, the family reunion. It's something that goes on with the website Nintendo Age. Used to be an event in 2012 called Camp Out. However, you know, since it's at a guy's place, he can't, as the site has gotten bigger, he can't afford and can't just have every single member come. So it's, it's like we're, we're a big Nintendo Age family and basically we all get together, brush up on old times. It's freaking pretty cool. And in order for somebody from Nintendo Age to go there, they basically have to be a good standing participating member on the website. And Paul has to have room. He can only have so many people out there. Back in 2012, in the last camp out, basically there was some uh, somebody posted a, a a warning because we were had a, a tent, a reselling tent where we had like a lot of freaking games out and stuff, and they said that we weren't allowed to do any of that and that we had too many people on this property and things like that. So basically, we keep it very very low key. Like Paul doesn't even like us mentioning or tagging pictures because he doesn't want to get shit for it. You know, we have such a, you know, distinct clientele for the, the podcast that us talking about it, though, should be pretty cool. That's why I wanted to explain, though, that it's a very exclusive thing, but it's not, like, impossible to go. You just got to not be a shitbag on the website type thing. You got to be a, a good standing member. I mean, the first thing when I nominated somebody last year, 
Paul was like, well, he hasn't really posted that much. So, I mean, I don't, he's not really a Nintendo Age member. And it's, you know, it's more of like us all friends just getting together and bullshitting. So you don't want some outsider that's not even going to be on Nintendo Age tomorrow coming there. <laughs> so, um, you know, to get out there, though, I had to drive about 12 hours with stops each way. That's a trek, bro. Yeah, I only stopped a couple times and I had London with me, my, you know, my little three year old and she was a trooper. Didn't cry once the whole way out. Um, nice. Excellent. We, we stopped for food a couple times, but you know, we were just sitting there having a good time and talking and, you know, um, the whole time that we were there, uh, there's, you know, a whole playground set with a swing and a trampoline, um, and a pool, which she didn't use, but she was like basically nonstop go the entire week. Like, I'm talking about, like, on the trampoline all day, on the swing, the slides, everything, the entire day, and didn't run out of energy. Wow. So, like, I told Andrew, I was like, we're not even coming close to wearing her out during the day. Like, when she's inside playing, or we take her to the park for, like, an hour. Like, basically, she was um, following around a bunch of other kids, because that's the thing about the family reunion, is it's not just gamers or collectors it is our families gotcha so it really is a true family reunion. it's the true family reunion that's like cool actually. i'm saying there was like 10 kids dude there was like 10 kids <laughs> so that's what i was thinking like as far as the drinking goes like what do you have to just be careful like what do you guys how do you do that kids and everything around well it's out in the country so nobody really cares but like basically we didn't we didn't drink around the kids except for like a couple people didn't really care and they drank you know around the kids but i basically made sure that you know if I was going to drink at all, which I drank a lot during this week, I just made sure that one of the older kids would make sure London was all right and got in the house and all that because, you know, like at night, I didn't want her playing by herself at night on a trampoline or something. Not talking about the occasional beer bottle. I'm just thinking like more like whiskey shots and shit, you know. I'm sure it got to a pretty good point at some Oh, yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it, got, it got insane. Yeah. And it was fun. And all the kids were inside by then. Right. We yeah. You just so. like shepherd them off somewhere and have them have fun somewhere yeah yeah and the the irony was is that i rented a tent from uh, the military post and it was like 70 dollars for the week which wasn't bad because it was like a 15 square foot tent and i could stand up in it and stuff but um london slept inside the whole time on my air mattress so my air mattress is inside so i slept indoors the entire time <laughs> Beautiful. That's yeah. perfect. Though. Nice. Yeah. Regulated now, environment. Excellent. Now the the girls did use the um the tent for like a little slumber party, which is pretty cool. That's fun. Yeah. So yeah. That's fun. So where the gaming portion comes into this though is that um there's a game store right in that area called Game Traders in the Nashville area. Cool. Um, yes. There's there's two of them. Time to go hunting. And the guy who owns it's a Nintendo Age member. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Very wow. prominent Nintendo Age member. So basically, if you're a Nintendo Age member, you're there on Camp Out, they hook you up with some pretty reasonable deals. Like, stuff that, like, when you see it, you can't pass it up. It was like the year before when I got my Spiritual Warfare and Lacey the Wizard sealed games for, like, you know, really cheap. Yeah. Same deal, man. This year, I brought some games and things for trade bait. Um, that way I could, you know, get a few more items and not break into the bank too. And I traded quite a few items. Also, one of my buddies brought a ton of CIB and, and just cart box uh, Nintendo games. So I was able to pick out a lot of NES games that are boxed that I needed for my little wall display for upgrades. Nice. And that's not even the best part, but that's a, that's a glorious part. So 
first of all, I already mentioned that um, I did get a copy of Strider for almost nothing, uh, boxed. Probably not going in my top 50, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I do have a copy of Strider. Um, might be a good little like gag gift for Kevin or something. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like Merry Christmas, Kevin. Here's the, your your hated game of the season. <laughs> but um, all right. So the first awesome thing that I was able to get was Double Dragon Three. Fuck yeah, that one's really hard to get now. Yeah, cart, yeah. even just the cart. But beyond that, obviously. So I got that box, which means I now have Double Dragon One, Two, and Three box. I'm all oh, nice. Yeah. The trifecta nice. of powers done. So, so yeah, completed dude. that. Yes. Bimmy and Jimmy are completed. I also completed another collection. I got Super C-Boxed. Oh, nice. so, I love that cover. It's super badass. Fucking amazing. And it goes right hand-in-hand with Contra. Yeah, it's just as good as Contra cover. It's great next to each other. Yeah. Hell yeah. So that was freaking amazing. Let's see. I got a Capcom classic. It's called Little Nemo the Dream Master. Mm, oh, yes. One of my favorite platformers Good as one. a kid. That was me, too. I, that was totally, I grew up with that one. The train level is hard. I yes. Like, that was one of the first times where I was like, now it's time to get good at a platformer. Yeah. They, they challenge you, man. But it's so well made. And the jumping is good, unlike Strider. Yep. <laughs> solid. Yeah, Capcom solid platformer. Big surprise. And it's great because you're, you're like in your pajamas just jumping around. But Hell yeah. I didn't know until recently that it was based off of like a, a manga anime. Like there's actually a cartoon VHS that's called Little Nemo. and it's, Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. even know that. I didn't know that until I found I it, it in a thrift store for a dollar. And I was like, cool. But here's what Little Nemo is. Kid Chameleon. Yep. Yeah, because you're you're like a little turd. And you're really, you're really fragile, but then when you get your suits or you get your the the animals, hey, Kid Chameleon could do that flip. He was pretty bad and rad, uh, with, like those jeans and that uh, white T-shirt, like Fonzie. Uh, he was more hardy, dude. Uh, I love Kid Chameleon. Yeah, uh, my favorite game. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a special move. Is, uh. <laughs> but yeah, you it, it's like you transform and. But the animals, just like Kid Chameleon with the suits, it's so fun and so great. I guess it's like Mario 3, really, right? You gotta feed him a bunch yeah. of candy, though, isn't it? Like, three pieces of candy? It's like, come on, how much candy does this guy want? Kevin, yeah, it takes too long. <laughs> yep. Like, one piece of candy down. should be worth a ride. <laughs> Instant gratification, boy. I think it's, yeah. three, it's three pieces. Three. Three pieces. Was any of them wanted more than the others? I can't remember. I haven't played that one in so long. No, it was always three. They would, like, give you a guy right before you needed him, like, the mole so you can dig and things like that. What what made the game cool is in later levels you would get certain animals that you couldn't get in any other level. Yeah. So that's how they kept it fresh because you change the environments and then you change the animal that can go through that environment, like the mole is a good example, and then that, that level has, like, soil you have to dig through, like, Mario 2, like, level, uh, what, 2 and 6, little desert times. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> it's uh, it's really cool how they, the gimmick of that side scroller is like that's like an A game for sure. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. So um, another game I got right up Kevin's alley is I got Batman. All oh, right. Yeah. Hell Good yeah. deal. Yeah, Kevin and I were were listening to the Batman soundtrack. We were driving down the Uncle John the other week. Yeah. Creeping along, going do 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 do. Yeah. 
That's how you do it, man. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's a great one to have boxed. I don't, I still need to get that one. That's an well, awesome I, one. To I have. went the, uh, I went yeah. the Kyle route when I was looking at the games because he had so many. I was like, I'm going to get stuff that transcends both, you know, pop culture and NES. They have to be good cool. on both ends for some of the yeah. games. And I love that. Another game that I got, another must have box for me is River City Ransom. Oh, you got a box. Oh, oh my fuck God. yeah. That's hard <laughs> to find, dude. Very hard to find. Yeah, like the cart's super rare now. Amazing. The cart's been worth $30 since, like, 90s. Not even my rarest game I got boxed this weekend, but it's an amazing one. <laughs> I got some crazy shit this week, man. <laughs> like, it's not even funny. Like, let's see. I got a Turtles 2, the arcade game. Oh. Box. Since I was a kid. See, that's cool. We can talk about every one of these games when you mention it. Exactly, because yeah. they, they may not be a homework game. But we can talk a little bit about the the ones that like maybe we don't talk about enough. Like we talk about Contra, we talk about you know Double Dragon a lot, but we don't really talk about Turtles. Ever. There was a post on NA this week. What's the best Turtles game? We you know one through four for NES. Yeah, NA like defaults to NES usually. It's always yeah. Yeah. So uh, I said I said the arcade game has the most nostalgic, but the Manhattan Project Part Three is like really well designed. Yeah, it's it's almost like because it's the only unique one on the NES that wasn't somewhere else. That's actually a beat 'em up. It's my favorite. It has little special moves and things. It's pretty pretty solid game, and that one's really rare. Yeah, two and three, I would say, but two is just so epic. Like the first level with the fire, like, and the drill comes out, and yep, um, it's just yeah. it's just like we all remember that. Like the, the little balls coming down the stairs. So nostalgic. You know? Oh my god. It's, it's got those added levels too, like that snow level yeah. and, like and the, the, is it the dojo, dojo or something? The dojo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And the back the of the manual titles. had a, a, a coupon. <laughs> yeah, Pizza Hut, right? <laughs> yeah, one of my buddies actually took one into a pizza and they were so impressed that it was the original coupon that they honored it. <laughs> I would. I would. <laughs> Pizza! Pizza! First words of a turtle. (laughs) Amazing. Hilarious. (laughs) Oh Oh my god. I was checking some of those CIB complete in box or MOC mint on card uh, turtles figures. They're like up to almost $100 for a lot of the original original print. Yep. You know how they had a second print where... Yep. All of the backgrounds were were the same or like a, a uniform, but they, the the original print, the background for each character was like all the shots of the character in different poses and stuff. Yeah, those are worth a shit ton. Is it the soft head ones are worth more than the hard head ones? Because there's yeah. two different versions. Yeah, there is. It's the four turtles: Bebop, Rocksteady, Shredder. Um, I don't. I think even Splinter. I think all the first series had softer and hard heads. I, I have a loose soft head Splinter. There you go. I didn't. <laughs> I don't think I ever had the splinter, but I definitely had to be up in a rock steady. I used to chew on a rock steady as a kid. So, uh, yeah, because chewers. It's like a chew, like a chewing phase. The chewer boys. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I but just yeah, stick like with big leak chew. It's it's because your your second pair of teeth are coming in. That's why. Yep. Ooh. There's two teething phases. The second one's more subliminal, though. The first yep. one's horrible, and you know, baby. But second one still has its like things going on. Yeah, and that's why the first when you have a dog for a year or two, and I'm sure Kevin Link's story is good lord. Oh man, too many stories to list. Fuck. Because <laughs> your teeth are coming in, you just have this need to like grind on them. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. He's done some crazy stuff. I'll never forget when I was wiring something on my entertainment center. I had to go get like another coupler or something and run at Radio Shack. So I just left some uh, 
extension cords like composite. He ate all the jacks off a composite cord. I'm like, how's that going to process through your gut? And why the <laughs> hell would you eat this? Like, that's tasty at all. But that's that's just dumb dogs for you, you know? Yeah, they just take it all in. Just oh, yeah. lord. God damn, Lee. <laughs> and he actually destroyed a Zoda's Revenge number two on me. <laughs> really? Oh, the boxer loose. No, the, the cart. He actually, it was funny because I, I didn't have my tarp over my games. And I was organizing it, and then I left again quick when he was a puppy. And out of all the games on it that you guys know I got on the wall there, he picked out Zoda's Revenge and destroyed it out of wow. all of them. Like, what was wrong with that game? I, it's not like I touched it recently at all. It's not as there. good as the original. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Rough critic. <laughs> Dogs can be that way. Yeah. So tell me the origin of the uh, blanket over the collection. The origin of that. That yeah. is... Basically, I went prison rules on my collection because uh, in college I didn't have as much time to, um, I'd be like collecting and grabbing games, buying them from different places between eBay when it was actually feasible and going to different, you know, local shops and hunts. I then started uh, wanting to play them and I went to play them. I wasn't really thinking and I wasn't really like going through my games thoroughly at that time because I just wanted to test and play them. Well, um, at least that's smart enough to use, you know, those crappy Yobos. Yeah, uh, those cl- those clone councils. Oh, well, yeah. I got one of those specifically one of, one of those specifically for testing because I didn't want to use my good stuff. So um, I actually fried one, and I'm like, man, why this piece of junk? Other than it being a piece of junk already, <laughs> I mean, just for testing purpose, it fried. And then I was looking, I'm like, oh, these games aren't that great. I mean, they look great on the outside, but when I took them apart. They were just like, oh, blockbuster city. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing was like a tar was on the the contacts. So pull it out of the flea market. Exactly. So after that happened, I actually um, had an entire weekend. I got like like 15 movies, and I just sat through from like Friday through like Sunday and just cleaned every one of my game and went through them all prison rules. And after I did all that, I then I then tubbed them. I had tubs. I had it all organized. I'm like, okay, these are all now nice and the way they need to be. And anything new goes in this pile until I bring it up to this level. And then I'll put it in with the collection. You know what I mean? So you don't mix that crap up. So I know this stuff is like pristine. And uh, ever since that happened... Um, I obviously moved, and then when I moved into my place, I just said, okay, I don't want to get this worse than it is, so I just throw a tarp over it. <laughs> just hope the dust doesn't get so bad. But my goal is when I do move to a different location, which I hope soon, I'll get like a cool, you know, like rental place or like shopping place, like a glass, you know, one of those glass boxes off the wall. Get a World I'd Nintendo case, man. World Nintendo yeah, case. Uh, something like that. Ooh, that's probably what you need, to- dude. Yeah, I'd need to, like, either make a facsimile knockoff of it or find an original. Probably I'll just make my own thing that'll be custom, but we'll look like that, you know? I don't know, you ever know how much stuff like that would go. It wouldn't a be lot, easy a ship, lot. that's Thousands. for sure. At least yeah. over the grand. Well, I mean, your I mean, best bet would be like me, where I stopped at that flea market in between my old house and Kyle's, and there was one sitting at a flea market for, like, 200 bucks. Wow. Yeah, you guys always got that luck. I got to hang out with you guys. I never have the good luck in the wild too often. Got to hunt, man. Got to hunt. Yeah. Yeah, you could even, if if it's fine for you to make a reproduction, then you, you can make your own. I, I've always been cool with customizing stuff. I mean, hell, my, my table, my Nintendo table I made. And here's the thing, like, there's nothing else like it, you know? Nope. Yeah. It's, it's your... that unique factor again, like that art, modern art. <laughs> yeah, it's to me, it's not having something that someone else covets. It's having something that moves me. So that's what's cool about 
the customization. It's like, this This is cool to you. Yep. Oh, yeah. And it's yours. So it has an emotional attachment that's different than just having an item point blank. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So let's see. More games. <laughs> yeah. What else have uh, you got? 20 um, minutes. 20 minutes like a knife through butter, though. It's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, and I haven't even gotten any of the, the camp out or the uh, the family reunion stuff, but it's like basically the family reunion is just an awesome experience. It's like a whole weekend of hanging out and gaming. So the next game, uh, Shadow of the Ninja. Natsume oh. Boxed. Natsume <laughs> Love. Love it. It's like you know, two-player Ninja Gaiden almost, but it's pretty simple, pretty easy. But it still has that Natsume climb where it's, it's like... Oh, yeah. It's not like yeah. that much of a... I wouldn't call it a pushover game. No, definitely not a pushover. No, Uh, no. A lot of people say it's super hard. A lot of people can't beat that game, so I don't want to, you know, make them feel inadequate. But it's it's tough, yeah. But if you sit there and get down the brass tacks, I think you'll beat it. But like having Ninja Gaiden one and two box now, Shadow the Ninja is just like getting more and more complete. All I need is like Ninja Crusaders now, and I'd be pretty content with my Ninja boxed games. Yeah, I remember renting that one. That's another two player. It's like you turn into like little like a scorpion and yeah, uh, yeah, Ninja Crusaders. That that one's awesome. Yeah, that's a good like sleepover rental. And it's very beatable because you can continue at the beginning of each level indefinitely, so you'll beat it eventually. Kevin, you mentioned the Russian attack. Is that two-player simultaneous, too? Oh, yeah. See, that's what's, that's a good sleepover rental, too. Something you, know. you can master if you played for a couple hours. You might even be able to beat it if you got that patience. So. And you can both play it together, you know, just yeah. hanging out. There was one thing from Camp Out that somebody made a recommendation for my book that I'm actually adding to every single game, and that's whether the game is single-player, two-player cooperative, or two-player alternating. Two player simultaneous, two, however many players altern- alternating, however many players cooperative, and however many players single. That's a great idea. It was an awesome idea. It's a, it's gonna be above every screenshot. So like, there's cool. been a few games that have been like cooperative. I was like, oh, <laughs> like I didn't. Yeah, really exactly. Know. Or certain games are seven fucking players alternating. Like pretty crazy. I can't remember which game it was, but it's like weird. Like the Famicom version, some will support more players than the US version. I, what is it? Like that Stinger game? If you have the Famicom version, I think it supports three players and you use the light gun for it. Yeah. Simultaneous. It's crazy. I know, um, Bomber, Bomberman, Bomberman 2 is three player. Okay. Then that's probably because they use that light gun port, I'm assuming, for that third player controller if you got one. Well, on the NES, though, you have to use a multi tap, but it's only three player, not four. But if I used a multi-tap on a US NES and I put a Famicom game that supports three players and it was, like, designed for that light gun port, would that work? I don't think so. I don't yeah, think I wouldn't so. think so. I was just curious because I'm sure it's looking for the Well, because in, the, in the game, like, how you program is that you have to set certain variables that access ports. And on yeah, the Famicom, that port, there's that extension port and there's not on the yep. Nintendo. It, it, it yep. just won't work. That's what I figured. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of multiplayer cooperative weekend amazing games i also got nightmare on elm street boxed yeah stinger stinger is a really fun co-op too as kevin mentioned yeah um that's an amazing co-op uh but yeah nightmare on elm street that cart is how much is the cart up to now do you guys know it used to be like 20 bucks 15 20 bucks i think it's double or triple i think it's double in price i want to say and i found two of them in the wild i never found a box that's gotta be like a, close to 100 i think pretty crazy in this man yeah and, um, so Nightmare on Elm Street, now is where shit gets a little, little crazy for the NES boxes. You know, I, how I have, uh, how I have Dragon Warrior 2 and 4 boxes? No. I now have 1, 2, 3, and 4. I got wow. 1 and 3. 
Man, I'm jealous now. One and three are the good ones to have. Yeah, I got all four boxed. So I got, and that's pretty tough. Like three was not complete, so it doesn't have the the manual or the map with it. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a boxed. It's going to be a display piece on my shelf, and I might pull the all four Dragon Warriors out and put them somewhere else, and not keep them with the NES display. Yeah, that's a cool collection right there. Yeah, that's a collection at that point, and yeah. it's pretty tough to get to. It's like impressive. So yeah, having all four Dragon Warriors, that's like three though. That's a fucking rarity. So that's four. hard to come by. So it's four though, and you already had four. I know, but but that's fucking even more rare than three. Yeah, I, yeah I number one's the most common, better. I think. Here's my question. Number three was given out, as most people know, for the two people that don't know, by Nintendo Power. Number number one. Did I, what did I say? Number three. Oh, jeez, yeah. I'm drunk. That's so... Ah. My question was, did Dragon Warrior have a box when Nintendo Power sent? Yes. And was it for the sixth... Was it, did you have to do a year subscription or just a six month? Year. Okay. So what I chose, I got the Final Fantasy Strategy Guide. Now Jeff chose the Dragon Warrior. Now did you just toss the boxes, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I just wanted to go into that quick. Like, isn't that so crazy? I put all my manuals in like a little baggie, but yeah, the boxes. Yeah. Like, I never held onto the boxes. Like I didn't have a mom to fold them up and. No, and no one did though. That was what we were. I was yeah. talking about that on the a thread on NA with some people. Like, it's just amazing how. You just tossed it behind your shoulder. Yeah, it's like, I didn't even think twice. I'm like, well, I want the game. Like, I didn't think, like, you know, hey, when I'm in my 30s, I would like to display these. (laughs) (laughs) When you look at the box art now, it's like, holy shit, like, how awesome is this? It's my childhood. Imagine if they would have did Sega clamshells instead. Well, and, like, me being a rental kid growing up, I didn't have enough money to, like, buy games all the time. Like, having my little rental display is, like, another part of my childhood, seeing all the games on the shelf back when I would look for my game for the week or the weekend. Right. So, like, having that's so important. It's, like, it makes my collection just, like, more personalized than just having a bunch of games lined up on a shelf, like, for me. Exactly. Your parents are in the drama and comedy section doing their thing, and you're like, all right, all these games face forward with the covers, by the way. Yep. And they had the, the little hooks on them, and there were these little tags that you would pick up when you grab the tag and take it up to the front. But if there there wasn't a tag on the game, it wasn't in, you know? Yep. But that's how you can tell, like, the best games, probably. Like, the ones that are never in, you know? like You're, like, stuck with lemmings for the weekend, because that's all that's in. And then, like, Kevin, he made his mom <laughs> oh, take it God. back and <laughs> raise over it. Yes. <laughs> This, this game's game. horrible. This but, game uh, she verified it was horrible. I made her watch it. Someone posted on <laughs> Nintendo Age something brilliant that I thought. What he did, he had the Toys R Us slip. It was the Rescue Rangers, and it said, like, forty nine ninety nine. You know how you take that slip out? And you take yeah. it up to the Toys R Us yeah. lady, and she would, she'd be in that little... Uh, it's like a bank. Yeah, and it had all the NES <laughs> all like, like glass-proof, uh, like <laughs> it's got a vault of games. That's amazing. In there. And he, I remember that. I guess he went to a hardware store and got, you know, just a, a small piece of um, metal with, with little holes in it, just like Toys R Us had, where you would, and you just hang up. And he, he like, hung it just like it was in Toys R Us. <laughs> and then he, like, put that in his game room, and I was like, that's fucking brilliant, dude. That's awesome. That's fucking brilliant. Someone made a comment, too. He's like, all the Nintendo Age people should band together and go to an abandoned Toys R Us and get all their shit. Like, <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. So the um the final licensed NES game, I would say it's probably the hardest to find box that I got in mint condition, and it's in mint condition. 
Drum roll, please. I got I got uh, the original GI Joe. Hell yeah! That's and the car one. the cart is mint, white cart mint, the box is mint. Like, oh my god! No Wario's Woods label. <laughs> no, like this is like a pristine game. Like I was like, yes. And yeah, it's it was tough because he had like thirty or forty games I needed, and I, these weren't all just from you know my buddy. There's a few that I got from the game store as well, Game Trader. But yeah, man, like that's another amazing little platformer. <laughs> I did get a homebrew, and it was ironic in the last episode when Kyle mentioned it. I actually got Eight Bit Xmas 2010. Oh, uh, you, <laughs> nice. you get the, the Bella cards too. Or Always. Yes. I, I, ironically, I own Bella's copy. <laughs> ah, look at that slam dunk. Um, yeah, it's just because yeah, there's there's a whole like situation, but basically, if she ever needs or wants that copy back, she definitely gets it. That's just how it works. I mean, got dudes. No problem with that, and it's just like I'm basically. I was like, well, I definitely don't have it. So, and it was a very very affordable price compared to what they go for on Nintendo. Like endless. Yeah. Oh. It's like ridiculous. Prices. They've they've yeah. It's it's insane prices. It's like you're getting a copy of Little Samson. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, but yeah, that was my little homebrew get. Is pretty amazing. Also, what I got from Game Trader, I got some system boxes. And basically, with the exception of one, I got them for $10 a piece. Uh, <laughs> the first one, I got a Game Boy Advance box, the original one. Pretty cool. I got an original Game Boy box. Ooh, like a brick one? The classic brick with it's like black, That's you know, the one I mean, that with the I hands. Like. That's, That's the, the amazing one. Penguin's selling some like Game Boy Color box stuff. It's like a huge lot of it. It's He's crazy. selling repair store ones, like ones that are refurbished and they're in the original Nintendo like mailed boxes and shit. They're fucking cool. That that's really crazy niche, cool, awesome collecting. Like I love that shit. I actually did get some stuff from Penguin though. Sweet. I, I traded him was it some sealed or I don't know if it's just boxed or sealed um Lynx games that I had that I would never play. And I got some, like, Nintendo um, shop binder inserts. So it says, like, Nintendo games, NES games, Super Nintendo games, Game Boy games. Um, and I have that in my Play Choice binder that I have. So I was like, that's fucking cool. It was, like, a really cool little rare, like, unknown item. Because it's not even known if that went with the repair centers or if it went with, like, a catalog or promotional thing. Who knows? Yeah, and I, I've always kept up with him because he has this sick knowledge and a sick amount of, like, demo cards and weird stuff, but he, he's evolved over the years. He's big He's big into the handheld now. Well, that that's like, basically like, once you get your complete NES collection, certain people turn towards different aspects, so he turned towards, well, Game Boy right now is cheap, so he started collecting boxed and sealed Game Boy. Yeah, because he, he started selling most of the stuff he had and kept, like, just the mega rares and then, like, un the unlicensed he was trying to get, like, everything. Yeah, and I, I basically drank with him all week. <laughs> oh, he's cool as fuck. Oh yeah, he's one of the definitely the coolest dudes on NA. Like, like the guys that I I hang out with at the reunion are like my favorite people on NA like by far. What I wanted to know, like, because I think he's going for like a Game Gear box now. Oh, oh I just opened up the Link's bo Pandora's box on him. He wasn't collecting that. Oh until no, I, yeah. I traded him because <laughs> you found those. I was with you when you found those Link's ones. Those yeah. are nothing. Like, yeah, I, and and I just like, dude, I'll trade them to you. One like. I think it was three boxed games. I was like, dude, I'll do that for those things. That's cool, man. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't, I, I don't, I don't care what the prices are or whatever. It didn't matter to me. Was <laughs> it Uncle John's? I don't know if it was an Uncle I think John's. It was. I think it was the video game guys or whatever they're called. 
And I was trading to get that stuff from them. So it was like, it wasn't like I had any kind of emotional attachment to it or anything. Oh, and by the way, I think you traded your PlayStation Magazine, PlayStation Monthly. Ah, oh, yes. And that's that's gone. Someone bought it. So the last time that, that Kevin and I went. So th- this gives us a nice Uncle John's treat here. So yeah, when and Kevin, did you ever look at all that video? You got to release some of that. I was like, you got to release yeah, some I'm, of that shit. Dude. It's 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 a lot of editing. It's a lot more than yeah. I thought it'd be. And uh, time hasn't been friendly to me lately. And speaking of editing, <laughs> why did you edit out Kyle's puking? I'm I'm very disappointed. Oh, it's actually in the 3DO video. Is it? Yeah, I couldn't. Well, That's I thought surprise. it was in the 32x video. No, because like, it happened. It happened after I played. After we pressed stop, it happened. So it was actually. Kevin just had it going, you know. Yeah. So it we caught it on tape, but then he put it in the 3DO <laughs> yeah. when we start talking about it. Like, when we're talking about it, it fe- it's a featured video. It's like a snippet surprise. Ah. <laughs> it's between four and five minutes. It's 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 like after five minutes it pops yeah, up. It's about there. Nice. It, it's super real, and at the very end you can see. Yeah. The first two you can't see it, so one could you know skepticize. <laughs> yeah. But. The third one, you can see a rocket out. I'll like, verify oh. it was real. I was there, people. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely real. But when I was laughing at more, it was like I was tiptoeing over the wires, not to, like trip over anything. It was so funny. Yeah, we got all these things running, so it's recording. And, and I got like, this well. huge load of puke in my mouth. Like, <laughs> yep. So I was, I was trying not to fuck your shit up, man. I that's appreciate how, that's it, That's how Kyle. much Kyle thinks of the 32X. <laughs> that's a good man. Yeah, Kevin, exactly. Kevin's Especially my boy, Doom's man. version. Kevin's my boy. But yeah, <laughs> hilarious. Collection is sick though. Like I saw you had like a box for your top loader. Oh yeah. So um, so speaking of that, Kyle, let's let's do Uh-oh. a little transition. <laughs> Twenty dollars. I got a a box top loader without the system, <laughs> and I wow. have the system. Oh, you got a box for twenty bucks. And, and not only did nice. I get the box, it had all the styrofoam and everything but the system in it for so, $20. Which is all you that's needed sweet. anyway. So it has the dog bone in it, it has all the connectors, everything's in it. That's crazy. The dog bone's worth close to $30. He was like, I'll yeah. forget that all that's in there. I'm like, okay. <laughs> He'll forget about it. And I should probably throw this in now. I, I did find a dog bone and as at Uncle John's and it was a deal at $8 and that tells yeah. you like the fucking bro deals are sick at Nintendo age though. <laughs> and it's, it's not like, you know what I mean? It's like you know people it's not like they're just giving everybody yeah, a deal you have to have, a, it's you have to have a you know relationship with people and not be a dick <laughs> it's bro deal yeah. yeah you're just trading stuff too and all that yeah perform. funny you mentioned the, the box top lure that's awesome yeah i got i got that now it's on top of my box super nintendo too <laughs> yeah because I'm, I'm getting really picky as far as flea markets go i found there was another dog bone but the the cord was all mangled, and I was like, eh, pass that one up. And You're really picky with that cooler. <laughs> oh, I was going to come back. I didn't want to carry it. I knew, I knew no one else would buy it. It was a Marlboro cooler. So you know that cooler <laughs> goes for 25 bucks on eBay? Yeah, because well, you had to smoke, like, what, like 20 cartons to get it? <laughs> Basically. The, the, the classic Kyle, I'll, I'll come back, and he never does. Like, mentality. <laughs> and that's, that's what I was laughing at Kevin, because usually that's true. And I was like, you know, Kevin, I'm actually going back to get that. Oh, I knew it. I could see it in your eye when you saw that damn thing. It was only four bucks. Because, like, Judy's been wanting a, a cooler forever. And the fact that we can flip it over, so oh, we can go out to the beach and bring, yeah. like, you know, iced beer and then flip it over and just have a good time. So Have your Corona sitting there. Kyle, Kyle lost the, the, do- the doggy bag challenge with that one. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't get back to it. 
I did want to mention, though, with Corona and Heineken and Stella, once um, light, ultraviolet light hits that, like sunlight hits that, once sunlight hits um, that kind of beer, it's like skunked immediately. That's why a lot of people say Stella, Heineken, um, and Corona tastes like skunked. I would recommend if you can get the cans, get the cans. Wow. Just saying. Wow. Good to know. There's a weird thing about that, and uh, if you do get a bottle, I would pour it into a glass, and it kind of relieves the skunkiness, and that's just Stella, Heineken, and Corona for the most part, but yeah, just saying. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Straight from the expert. A little alcoholic expert. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I try. Wait, no, I don't. <laughs> but, um, so so the, the final box that I got, it's not the rarest one, but it's one of the coolest ones, is I actually got a Jaguar box. Oh, Kevin, wow, yeah, that's nice. No, I don't have a box. I just got a great working, like, mint unit with the yeah. CD. I've been looking for a box for a while, too. I don't know. No yeah, box, so, so I saw the box there, and then, you know, being able to put that out, I actually pulled out my 7800 box that I got, like, a while ago. So oh, those yeah. Are both, right. yeah. Those are both out now on display. Oh, boy. That's cool. We both need to post pics on Nintendo Age. We should make a thread where we, because I've been meaning to. Someone did like a, um, like where are all you Genesis people hiding or something today? And I was like, I, I really want to post. Yeah, they're like it's Nintendo Age. So like all you Genesis people come out of, out of the woodwork and show me your collection. And I'm mm-hmm. really tempted to like go on there and post it. Mine doesn't look as nice and presented as you guys. Mine's like all crammed in a cabinet. It's like there's a whole bunch of Sega there, but it's not like braggable like laid out it's just all piles of it once you get your new house with it hopefully you yeah. get a huge basement and i can help you decorate that's the goal cal be all over it I need to do my system, my system boxes though on a shelf like Andrew's been wanting me to do. Yeah, we need to take pictures like very soon, and just even for insurance reasons, pictures are good. So it, oh, there's, yeah. there's like a second um, benefit to it besides like just making a cool Nintendo Edge thread. Like, well, like one of those things I didn't mention is that actually for Father's Day, Andrea got me a Link, a giant Link statue from uh, there at GameStop. It's like a really big Link statue. She got me that for Father's Day. <laughs> That's cool. So it's another piece into my Zelda and madness. She knows how to do it. 
Right. Yeah. Like you were saying, Cal, we should probably videotape the Retrozeum. That's the best insurance you could have. It's publicly going to be there. Just be like, that's an episode. Let Kyle talk about it. I did videos like um, a few years ago, and I know he's added so much since then. Yeah, I've, I've already, um, from Nintendo Age, you can take the collections and you can say, you know, whether you have cart, manual, or box, and you select for each game. So I've done that for NES, SNES, Genesis, Sega Master System, Famicom, nice. and I think, and but you can export them to Excel spreadsheets or PDFs, but... And you can redo it again when you get my book, too. There you go. Yeah, so I have them all in like spreadsheets. So if something does happen, that's what I would recommend everybody. Is have have a documentation of everything. Absolutely. Yeah, how's insurance going to cover that? Well, they're going to be like, oh, you had some old games. Here's a hundred bucks. Actually, one of my buddies lost like almost his entire collection in a flood, and he had the insurance, and they more than gave him the actual value of everything. He had one really? of a kind. He had one of a kind items. Like he's a crazier collector than Penguin. And yeah, they they hooked him up. What they do is they ask you to submit a sheet and all the estimated value, and then once you submit that, they go through that and they kind of go online. And if it if it cross checks correctly, then then you're good. Yep. You know, so there's someone who does that, like it's an analyst there, and they're usually looking to get to be as cheap as possible. That's their business. Absolutely. Yep. It's the only way to make money. Yep. Is to not spend it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just like taking away second player controllers and games and consoles when you buy them. <laughs> yep. Boom. <laughs> so, so I did get a couple Jaguar games. I got a couple Jaguar games. I got a card only. It's called Ultra Vortex. It has a devil in the front. Looks kind of cool. No idea what it is. Um, <laughs> I got a sealed Evolution Dino Dudes, which is like Lemmings, I guess. But it's sealed. I have a sealed Cannon Fighter. Nice. I finally got Tempest 2000 sealed. That's, That's the one a good you one. Want. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, that one, and I want to say Alien vs. Predator, I have in like a universal game case. Uh, I don't have the boxes for those. Now I have the box for Tempest, which now I have two copies of it, the game. So, if either of you guys are looking for a Tempest 2000, get you a, a bro deal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but um, the, the last cool item that I got from Game Trader is I don't know if it's rare or not, but I got crossed swords for the Neo Geo AES boxed. That's nice. Boxed is awesome. Anything AES box is awesome, dude. It's it's a little rough shape, and it was there last year when I saw it. So he oh, cut wow. me like he cut me like a fifty percent off, crazy. Like I got it for basically nothing. And the coolest thing about Game Traders, they refuse to use eBay to sell anything. So so last year when he got the almost a complete NES collection sealed from a guy, and he was selling all those, like he didn't sell any of those on eBay. So he wow. sold everything locally. Um, and he said, like, there's a good mentality behind that because a lot of that stuff will walk back into his store and he can sell it again. If you sell on eBay, it's gone. If you sell it in your community and those people decide to sell it back to you, you're just keeping yourself afloat. It's very smart. I mean, us jerk collectors that come in for, you know, one week out of the year, they, <laughs> like, yeah. we, we take them home, but we don't sell it anyways. So. It is what it is, man. But yeah, like Game Trader is one of my favorite places. Probably in the, one of my favorite like retro stores of all time, just because of the, how they um, you know deal with everything. Of course, you know the deals don't don't hurt <laughs> at all. You know it's a really cool, really well kept store. The other thing that I got is Nintendo Age did a whole trade event at um. If Kyle knows who Dream TR is, uh, if I saw his avatar, maybe. Well, he's the guy who has all the prototypes. I think he's the one who has the Jax icon, and he has a million badges or whatever. Okay. But, 
But yeah, he's you know that Native American platformer that never came out that was featured in Nintendo Power or whatever is like un, un, Unlimited Journey or something. I'm I'm 99 sure he's the one who owns that. Like he has a lot of prototypes and he paid good money for them. He's ran a game store, but you know every once in a while he shared a few. I think he has the Socks the Cat proto for Super Nintendo, like that legendary one. I think he has that too, and he's holding on to it because it, it's his. <laughs> But um, I talked with him before the um, the whole event, and he has a bunch of marquees, arcade marquees. Yeah, so love me some fucking marquees. Yeah, so I went there, and I traded him some games to get a little bit of credit, and I got a bunch of marquees. Sweet. I do want to mention, I, I got a, before you go into yours, I got a um, Samurai Showdown 2 marquee for $5, and it's still got the film on the front, and it's fiberglass. And, uh, man, five bucks. I, that, that was when no one wanted them. And now, yeah. I, I, now I think it's a little bit the other way around. Yeah, because the ones I already have in my, my retro room are Astro Fighter, Miss Pac-Man. I have a Neo Geo one slot one, like a one card one. And, of course, a Nintendo sign from Kyle. Um, <laughs> but the ones I picked up, I picked up a Pac-Man. And it's the, um, it's the mini cabaret one. Like the cabaret Pac-Man. So it's a little, it's a full size arcade, it's a little smaller one. So it's a very high in demand one. Decent quality, you know, a little bit worn. Another one that's awesome, I got Frogger. That would be a great one to have. Yeah, it has like a lot of sticker residue, but nothing the little Gugong can't get rid of. Got a little work for it. Um, this one's pretty brutal. It actually has a cut in it and it's taped, but it's double dragon. This one's a, this one's a translite, so it's like a, um, a wobbly one. Huh. So the next one I got, it's just also like a translite little one, but it's mint. Is I got Contra. Fuck yeah! What's the condition on that puppy? Mint, and it's it's like there's a little bit of like you know lamp staining from running in an arcade machine, but that's normal. But it has it has both guys on there, like live action picture of two guys like with with guns and. Players. I know exactly. Yeah, it's the funniest fuck, dude. That's one. That's one of the funniest classic pictures, like steroid hilarity, like ever. Yeah. Oh my god, Super C too. I believe they're both hilarious. Yeah, they were all ten bucks a piece, by the way. Um, I got one because of a classicness with a homework game. I got Make Tracks. Oh, nice. Super. super Super rare marquee, though. Really rare marquee. Yeah, I mean, no one even knows about the game. So it's, it's not a common game. It's not a common no game. No way, man. No one knows so, about fucking Matrix. And, and that one's mint, and it's, you know, it's a fiberglass. And then my favorite one, it's the biggest one that I got, WWF WrestleFest. Oh. Oh, that's a cool one. <laughs> no wrestlers are on the front, but, dude, that's nostalgia, baby. That's what I love, because it mixes the games and another genre yes. of vintage nostalgia, which is fucking wrestling, baby. Oh, it's it's amazing, and like like the WWF WrestleFest is my favorite WWF old school game, like eight bit or arcade or sixteen bit. Like that one is the ultimate one. I mean, that's when you had the finishing moves for the first time. Like Superstars was the first one, and WrestleFest was the follow up where they had the Rumble and really cartoonish, and that's where they perfected the game, I think. And that that one's awesome. That I gotta I gotta figure out a way to display those too, because like I only have so much above door space and down in my little game room. Like just line the ceiling with different arcade marquees, and then underneath that I can still do my system box display. That'd be freaking pretty, pretty tight. Marquees are just so beautiful. Yeah. yeah, I did get um my Beckett cards back too from uh for for the uh, Walter Day cards, <laughs> like my graded ones. Okay. So yeah, I got a I got a few of those, which is pretty awesome. Got a couple of nines and out of ten and stuff like that. So then those things are like really like the Beckett grading ones. Those are solid plastic like protectors. They're awesome. Also they they gave you all the, the goods. Sometimes they don't they just give you the cards naked, like 
you had to pay for it or whatever. There were certain tiers, and I was like, well, if I'm doing my own card, like I'll just do the top tier for all those. I think my best grade on my card was an 8.5, which was a near mint. And then I got a Walter Day card signed as a 9, so that's pretty cool. It's pretty hard to get a 9.5 or higher. And with my cards that he did, it was actually centered in white. So, like, the centering, I got docked on centering for all my cards. Like, I only got an 8 on centering. Everything else is 9.5. So, this would almost be a 10 if if my card went to the edges. But, yeah, like, like, like the, Wal- the Walter Day was, like, a 9, and his goes to the edge, all those cards. No, I want to mention Magic cards, though. They had, There was a centering issue. There was a centering issue, and a lot of those cards had centering problems, too. So, it's yeah, it's just, it's the stamp in the actual factory. Yeah, like they like my card is actually a little too high on the, the white border on the bottom's a little bigger than the one on the, the top. So right. that's where I got I got docked points on each one. So it's like it's like an unavoidable flaw that's like not your fault. That's what sucks about that. That's what's funny though, is the one nine that I had from all three days, like the autograph is a nine instead of a ten, but he was there and signed it. <laughs> like, I don't... How do they judge between nine and ten autographs? Like what's the difference? I mean it's it's basically whether or not it's he's the one who actually signed it. He was there at the event and, get, you know, I mean, signed it in front of them. I don't know how that was a nine. Like, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, really? How much more proof do you need? Who would forge a Walter Day signature anyway? Like, who cares? Exactly. It's such a niche thing. And, like, yeah. I, I'm a part of that community just because, you know, he's such a genuine guy. And it's an, it's a really awesome it's cool you know, community community to be a Definitely. part of. Like, he's, he's doing historical things for, you know, people that generally would get overlooked. And that's that's amazing. People are forging, like, you know... Babe Ruth and stuff, and it's not Walter Day. That's, yeah, what, that's what's funny. It's that they actually grade a signature. That's kind of fucked up to me. Mm-hmm. It's actually really stupid, in my opinion. It's almost as stupid as like putting uh, Mr. Baseball in the WWE Hall of Fame. And that's yeah. so Bob Euchre. That was so great about Sabu's. Like, I don't even if they asked me in the Hall of Fame, I, I, I would deny him because uh, what Hall of Fame, like what true Hall of Fame, puts non wrestlers that were there for one night into a Hall of Fame? Like, it's fucking retarded. Yeah, I mean, I think they called it like a celebrity wing now. Or something just to appease the other wrestlers, but it, they're still in it. Why isn't the Brooklyn Brawler in there by now? God, <laughs> well, Sabu was saying there's there's two true Hall of Fames, wrestling Hall of Fames, and he wants to be elected in those. And those are like the real, like a baseball Hall of Fame. Like, Japan. Uh, they're American, but it's they're like real Hall of Fames instead of like Vince's political Hall of Fame, like PWI or something. Yeah, something you know on those lines. It's all politics when it comes to that kind of shit. When it comes to money, at least. Exactly. But yeah, like, I got a lot of cool shit this year. Um, So one of the highlights of, of the reunion, though, is that the Nintendo Age World title is up for grabs. What's what's that consist of, anyway? Usually it's like we all play, like, a gaming tournament. So, like, the first year in 2012 when it was actually Camp Out, we had a huge tournament, and it culminated in a, um... There was, there was also... There was a Dr. Mario tournament, but it also culminated in... I think it was Super Bomberman that year. Every year since that we've done one, it's been 10-player Saturn Bomberman. And then we did a tournament. Bomberman's great with multiplayer. And 10 players, dude, the players are so tiny. The irony was, is last year, I was in the finals, and I it was the first of five wins, and I got the first four wins within the first, like, six or seven matches. And then we played for another, like, two hours, and I didn't get one more win. <laughs> Wow. Like, like it was crazy. I'm decent at Bomberman, but I'm not that good. I just, I think I got lucky for the first four wins, and then everybody just focused on killing me every time. Yeah, once you were like the star, that's the thing that sucks about 
whatever you want to call it, beginner's luck or whatever. Now I don't I don't know if you know a little cool quiz on Saturn Bomberman, but um there is different NEC or Hudson characters in there. So I was playing as Bonk this year. That's great. I didn't know about that though. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of cool little like random characters. Like they have uh what's his name, Mylon in there too. And a bunch cool. of cool yeah, a bunch of cool little Hudson characters. Hudson classics, yeah. Yeah, and um so this year I got to the finals again. Um, I think I got a two or maybe two wins, maybe three wins. I, I got like one an hour because it was like a three hour like tournament or something in the finals only. It was crazy. Um, it was really fun though. And it was a blast because we we're all just like going after each other. Um, this year though, we finally had a new champion for the first time in a few years and Penguin won the title. All right. Yeah. So Penguin has the, he posted a picture on like on Facebook of him like, uh, with a Nintendo power jacket and a stogie and then the, uh, and the uh, title over shoulders. It was hilarious. And like nice. aviator shades on. Like I was like, ah, oh, that's awesome. Stogie Kevin style. Thanks again for that. That's cute the only way man. to roll. Yeah, yeah really. So good. Anything to keep you, you know, well endowed with that. Well endowed. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking up since you're mentioning all that uh, Atari Jaguar. I was looking up what I even have in my collection because I haven't looked at it in ages. And according to my game facts. Um, not too bad. I got about eh, only twenty games for Atari Jaguar. I only have boxed games, so it's like I only have probably like ten or twelve. It's uh, not that many. Yeah, most of mine were boxed because I bought them in a lot, and they were all boxed. But I do have a few loose. Uh, Alien vs Predator is definitely loose. I know that. Yeah, I, I put mine in Universal game cases, so like, like I do have a couple that are loose, but I just I, I want to get boxes for them. Otherwise. Oh, definitely. I was just hell bent. I got like Wolfenstein and Doom box because I'm a big fan of those. Yeah, I I only have Doom box. I don't think I have Wolfenstein. Yeah, Wolfenstein one looks pretty cool. I do have Trevor McFur though. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, tons and tons of games. Uh, do you have a lot of uh, disc games for the Famicom Disc System at all? I think I only own two. Okay. I have Mar- I have Mario two, and I yep. think I have the Zelda one of the Zeldas. I don't think I even have both Zeldas. I might not even have the Zeldas. Like looking, I don't see them. I'm noticing those have been climbing more and more, so I've been wanting to get at least like the Zelda ones or something, just because they're so cool looking. They're great decorative pieces. Now, now when you collect those, be wary that they come in a the game has that its own little shell thing, and that goes in a protective sleeve with a manual. Okay, with a manual. And there's like a, a protective plastic case with that. So that to make like those that. complete, it's there's like multiple pieces to each one. There's like gotcha. the little jewel case disc thing with a yeah. little insert. The disc goes in that. Some of the discs have stickers on them. Some of them are written on there because they had those kiosks. And yeah. then you then you have an insert sleeve for that and a manual. So you gotta, you gotta be real careful when you, cause I didn't even know that. So my Mario 2 that I have is just, uh, the case. The, it's just the case with the game in it. I, I don't have the, the box. Like, uh, the it's, whole... it's, yeah, the little sleeve and, gotcha. the, and the manual. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that is madness. Cause yeah. I, what I was hell bent on is that just to have like, you know, the favorite franchise of like Zelda and then maybe a few of the, the exclusives that were only made for it, like Agerland and, uh, I think there are a couple other ones that were just exclusive that they didn't release on cartridge. I don't even think as an option. Because Eggerland was Lolo, but it had different yeah. levels, right? Yep, it was like Lolo with different levels, and I wanted to get that Pretty because awesome. uh, Candace is a big Lolo fan. That's like one of the few NES games the woman plays is Lolo. I think there's a platformer <laughs> called like Bio something like Upa, and it's like a baby, but it's a yeah. Konami, it's a Konami platformer, and it's really solid. It's really cool. weird. 
Bile Miracle, dude. Bile Miracle. It's also known as Baby Mario. And you're like huh. a little baby. That's what Jeff's talking about. It's for family. Okay. It's worth a shit ton. Really? Uh, never mind. Don't get that one. <laughs> well, if you can find it, get it. Bid on it. Maybe it's a dollar. And then the Doki Panic, I wanted to grab one of those. For one the of the Dokis. There's also like another game where it's like a top-down portion of Blaster Master. Okay. That game is really cool. I think it's I think it's Senshi or something. It's like Nicole Senshi or something. What about that Super Mario Brothers Nip and Night or whatever? It's like oh, all black. Oh, yeah. That's ridiculous. And they change like the toads to be like celebrities that are in Japan or something? Yeah, I remember that. That was a crazy one that's pricey, too, I saw. Just when I was looking for cheap disc system games. How many disc system games you got, Kyle? No, I don't have a disc system. No games or nothing? Not even for, like, collectible for the Retrozeum? Your damn Retrozeum's not complete without disc games, Kyle. What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? And now I have three <laughs> Famicoms. Well, actually, the disc systems aren't expensive. I mean, they they seem to be pl- plentiful, even on eBay, for, like, 30 bucks. It's because you got to repair them all. Well, uh, they are saying repaired for whatever it's worth on there. I don't know if they changed a belt or something. God knows. But this is a perfect spot where Jeff and I were talking about how, like, the best NES slash Famicom console is the AV Famicom. Yeah, absolutely. Like, no microphone support. That's what sucks. Yeah, but but does that really suck when only, like, five or six games <laughs> support it and they actually discontinued it because it was so poorly done. Exactly. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna miss it. It's not gonna make me uh, shit the bed. I. I guess. And it's not. Was it? The, it does all the sounds. Obviously, it's got the amp. So yeah, I guess that is the only thing missing because it's got the light gun port on it on the side, right? So yeah. That's active and and it's AV, so that's much better than what we got in the U.S. It's and like, I and I have the uh, EverDrive N8, which is the um, Famicom EverDrive, so it's perfect. Yeah. No, that works out well. I got one of those too. And um, that just sits yeah. in my system, and you're good to go. Exactly. The the irony is little another little trivia quiz is that when I got my AV Famicom, it came with two dog bones. The difference between the dog bones for the AV Famicom and the dog bone for the NES? I know. It says something different, ain't it? There's two differences, actually, that I... They're exactly identical, except for the actual length is, like, really short. The cord length, and if you look on the back, the logo... Yeah, there's some Japanese. The logo says Famicom instead of Nintendo. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But on the front, it says Nintendo. Yeah, the front's very the same. You look on the back for a little code that's different, and the cord is super short as like super PC short. Engine shit. You know, that's Ugh. like my uh, that's like my. I'll take it to places. Dog bones. Like I brought them with me when I went to the reunion. Nice. Because I mean, they're sh- those short cord ones. Yeah, I keep um, finding dog bones are so great. So the the final thing to wrap up that, that was really cool about the reunion is is that one of the Nintendo Age members, Jobber, actually brought a new title and he called it the hard Nintendo Age Hardcore title. Basically, anybody can be challenged on any game at any time throughout the entire reunion. That's like in wrestling, like when they so exactly the like stuff. the WWF Hardcore title. I love that DVD. If anybody who wants to, wants to see like ECW style shit, get that Hardcore title DVD. It's like nothing. Last time I checked. It was like they were like giving it away, and there's like two or three hours of just like total ECW stuff. It's awesome, and then hilarious shit too, where they're like going in little, you know, little like fun parked places. Like it's nuts, dude. <laughs> so, so the hardcore title though for Nintendo Age was fun as shit. Like basically, Jobber pulled the Triple H and awarded himself the uh, belt at the beginning, <laughs> so that way somebody could defend it at the beginning. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, he was beat by somebody, and somebody else beat somebody. Um. 
one of the guys, uh, Extreme Gamer, challenged Andy, Mega Man fan, who won the title, to uh, California Games Surfing. Uh-oh. And yes, we made yes, it like, we made it six player and I jumped in and I know that game very well. Yes. Um, yes and do. that was my first title. <laughs> I got the, I won the title. Oh, nice. Um, and then I ended up getting challenged by Dane, the owner of Nintendo Age yep. in Tetris. Oof. And for those of you don't, that don't know, there's a Tetris documentary called Ecstasy of Order. With all the Tetris Masters. Dane's in that freaking documentary. <laughs> he is ridiculous. We, we started at level, I think it was nine, and he handedly destroyed me. He almost maxed out the score. And I was, like, liquored up by that time. And I basically, I got, like, maybe 100,000. He got, like, eight, 900,000. Here's, here's my Dane question that a lot of people I know have been thinking. Okay, so when you go on there, you got... Dana from Solomon's Key. What's what's his Solomon's Key skills and Fire Nice, of course, and his his avatar is fucking Dana too. So what's the deal? What's the deal, man? Is he like a super mega? Like, is it the same with Tetris, like Solomon's Key or Fire Nice? Oh, Tetris, he's he's ridiculous, and and yeah, he's really good at those games too. Dane Dane is a mega collector too, by the way. Obviously, he runs Nintendo Age, but like he's he's uber level. But somebody did a collector video with him on YouTube, like within the last year, and I never saw his collection until that point. And I was like, holy crap! All his stuff is boxed. Oh man, <laughs> everything like sealed some of it too. I'm like, oh my god! It's like the Master's Palace, yeah. Oh, it is. It's the mastery of like awesomeness. But yeah, Dane's a really down to earth guy. He's really cool to talk with. Has so much knowledge. And yeah, so he beat me and destroyed me for the title. This <laughs> is pretty funny. Then right after that, A Thrower, which is K Thrower's wife, but she um came in second in the Dr. Mario tournament in 2012. She challenged Dane to Dr. Mario. Is he is he good at that? Like Tetris? He actually was pretty good at that. But she did, she beat him barely, like barely beat him. Um, and she's really good at the game. But she didn't know they were only playing one level. That she thought they were playing until they lost or something. Mm. Um, so she had the title. We started the Bomberman tournament. I pulled a Crash Holly and challenged her in the middle of the tournament in between rounds and Jordan versus Bird Slam Dunk competition. And I obviously I had that game when I was a kid, so I had unfair advantage and beat her. That's, that was the point, though, is that you're supposed to pick your gold medal game to, you know, beat them on. Um, After the tournament, Jobber challenged me to veto baseball, which is a hack that he made (laughs) on the Nintendo. So it's like like the rosters were stacked. I guess we both picked an all-star team, but I'm not that good at RBI baseball. It's an RBI baseball hack. So he destroyed me. It was pretty funny. And then that was that day. And then, like, a bunch of people ended up having it. And then I think Bimmy Lee won it. So I challenged him to a game of magic darts. And so I became the only and first ever three-time hardcore champion. (laughs) Yeah, that was the first game. I remember... First time Jeff ever came over to my house when we were like, I don't know, yeah. six, six or seven, he brought magic darts over. And here was the thing, though. Bimmy was actually the, I think it was the alien, and he knew how to do the special move where he would home in on stuff. And he hit the fly and turned into a different alien. Like, it was crazy, and I still beat him. <laughs> like, barely. Like, by one round, I think. I barely beat him. But, um, like, Bimmy was good at that game. I was like, yes! It actually was really competitive. And then, of course, after that, uh, Paul challenged me to a homebrew game called blade buster which is a top-down shooter it's amazing it's like Rekka and crisis force oh wow i gotta play that oh it's it's 
ridiculous. It's amazing. And it, it's for the Nintendo. It's a homebrew game. And it's, it's a shoot 'em up. And it's a caravan shooter. So it's only two five minute ones. He challenged me to five minutes. I did pretty good, but he has played or put in over a hundred hours in that game. He knows where every bonus is and handedly destroyed me. Afterward, he's like, Oh, here's a couple tidbits. And he was like, Tell me, like, instruct me. I was like, Dude, that's awesome. He's like the master of Blade Buster. It's, it's really crazy watching him play that because it's like, it's just like watching Dane play Tetris. Like, I got beat by some real masters in the, uh, um, and, that, and that title. And then there was a really crazy one where two guys challenged each other the next, either later that night to Marble Madness, and both of them almost put up the world record. Whoa. Both Whoa. of them. Like, the, the, crazy. The, the, the challenger played it and almost put up the world record. And we're like, oh my god, well he has the title. And then the guy defending it, which was um, Tall Man, which is Randy, the Tall Man on Nintendo Age, he played and actually beat him and kept his title. Like, and they basically almost both set a world record. They were like a couple points off. It was really crazy. And it's, it's crazy how if you keep the competition, too. I can recall um, playing F-Zero X for 64. They're like four, four of my buddies. And, like, each person would get, like, a better time than the last person on, the, on like, a certain lap. Yeah. And you would think, like, that's that's, like, unbeatable. Oh, yeah, you shaved off, that's half a second, and then... And that will be beaten, like, ten times over by the end of the night. And that's always why, whenever you're doing anything that requires a title or anything, you always use the champion's advantage and go last. Always. Because you always see techniques and things, and your brain, even subconsciously, sees those things. And, like, just the more you play, the more you memorize the track. The more you learn, man. Yeah. It's... It's awesome. So th- those title things are really fun. The hardcore title, Jabra was awesome bringing that. That was really fun to do. Um, it kept us playing games. Cause like the first few days, like before, you know, the reunion starts, um, we do a lot of beer sharing and drinking, which is awesome, but we don't play any games. We sit around and catch up and drink a lot of beer. And that's amazing too. But it's also cool, like later on, to actually sit down and play games with a bunch of masters and a bunch of guys that have their gold medal games and a bunch of crazy collectors and their experiences. And yes, the gold medal games, beautiful. Like I don't know if you know what like Penguin's couple favorites that he always plays are. What it is? Well, the first thing he always does is a speed run of Mario Two. Cool. Through all the levels, no, or uh, or warping or what? All the levels. Nice. Very nice. We played through Mario Three. That wasn't a Penguin game, but we all play like it is a Penguin game. It's always super fun, though. Mario Three is just the best game like of all time. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. We want to play without um, warps. Is that is that not the fucking greatest game of all time? Oh, it's it's, it's, it's amazing. That and Link to the Past are my top some of my top games. It's just a feel good game of all time. Like, yep. Put it in, and like everyone's like, "This is great." Oh, speaking of Mario Three, finally I brought Three Mix with me. Oh. We we got all the coins. Oh, cool. We unlocked level zero. We got through, got all the coins in level zero. Because if you go through the final castle, you fight a brand new boss. His name is Count Black. Which he's from, like, I think the Mario RPG series or Paper oh. Mario series. Oh, okay. Yeah, Paper Mario from the Wii. Do you have to fight yeah. him upside down or is it anti-gravity or what? Dude, he pulls you in with gravity and shit. Mm. And it was crazy, though, because... We went through and we beat him and it said, oh, well, you don't have all the coins, so you don't get the ultimate ending or something. It was funny. Yeah. We went through, got all the coins. I went there and he actually glitched to a big, massive blocks and he was shooting bombs at me. Yes, glitches. Or like bullet bills at me or something. Weird. So 
I thought that was, you know, all of the games fucked up. And you got the real ending after you beat them. I went through and we, we tried it again and I let Aether play because me and her were playing through that game last year and this year. Uh. And um, it was actually black the second time. So you gl- you glitched it out, yes. Yeah, so the the time, so we saw it with the glitch and without the glitch. But at the end, it does like a little go through every world and there's like a whole parade and stuff, kind of like Mario RPG. But like 8-bit is 8-bit, like Mario 3 style. It was really awesome. So that's like, Mario 3 Mix is the most rewarding, I think, Mario game that I've played. Like, it's a, you know, a fan-made Mario hack. But I, I do consider that Mario 4. Like, if there's a Mario 4, that's it. It's an amazing game, dude. But we finally beat that. Um, Penguin's other games, though, that he always plays, I don't know if I played them with him this year, but he always plays Star Tropics and Solar Jet Man. Star Tropics really a fucking hard game. Yeah, he's always playing those. Auto, actually, another guy that was, you know, on Nintendo Age, he was there last year, and he plays a lot of Star Tropics, too. Solar Jetman's uh, rare, ain't it? Yes. Battletoads and uh, Snake Rattle and Roll. Snake Rattle and Roll. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of those are going to be on that rare replay that's coming out on the Xbox One. So that'll be really cool. They're releasing a lot of the rare games, aside from Donkey Kong Country and Goldeneye. But the whole thing was is that, you know, the whole family reunion overall was awesome. Uh, my daughter loved it to the point where every day she says, I want to go back camping. Oh, great. Yeah, it was like Saturday night. And, you know, my daughter was upset because, number one, she wanted to stay up and play because she knew she had to leave. And she was getting tired from a straight week of being out in the sun, playing outside and not getting much sleep. So she was like crabby. So I went to bed with her like a little early and then. You know, the next morning on Sunday, said goodbye to everybody, giving out hugs and all that, and then drove 12 hours back home. I, I really think, though, and if I go again in another year, if they do another family reunion and I'm invited, I'm definitely going to take an airplane, the plane ticket next time. Can you drive 12 hours at once? I, I did. Oh, my ways. God. I don't yeah. know if I could do that. It's... And that was after a week of camp out drinking and not sleeping. That's admirable, dude. Because, like, when you go to the reunion, you stay up till about 2 partying with friends and then you wake up at six from the heat oh so you get about four hours of sleep a day and then i i so i woke up pretty early like i think i left at like seven i transplanted london from an air mattress to the car seat and loaded up everything real quick as far as the heat like what what state is it uh it's tennessee so it was 105 degrees every day yeah. without the heat in that's fucking hot in the, uh, but at least there's no humidity well it's yeah. not bad there's a little bit but it's not bad it wasn't it wasn't bad at it's all not and we only got rain of like the second, first, second day I was there. We had like this crazy horizontal rain and hail. And it was crazy because it like knocked down a tree. And like there was only a few of us there at the time. And so Rob and Bella and myself went and actually took like hand saws and we sawed the tree and got it off the road. <laughs> like a bunch of like locals over there. And no one else is going to do it out there. Now, sure. like, it would have taken, like, somebody to come out, it would have taken them, like, hours. And there's cars that couldn't drive through the road. <laughs> right. Yeah, I used to live in Kentucky. It was super back roads. Like, the, the movers are like, holy shit. But I, it used to rain, like, every day, at least a little bit. But that's actually a sign of a healthy ecosystem. That's what happens in the rainforest. Like, it's supposed to do that. Yeah. Uh, but that's because... Down south, there's a lot of nature and a lot of trees and land. And- it was just like pretty funny because you know that fell that fell over and nobody knew what to do. And then like Bella was like, um, she's prior service army, believe it or not, and Rob is prior service marine. 
So she's like, two GIs in a Marine, we can fucking do this. <laughs> she's like, let's go get hand sauce and we'll fucking make it happen. Yeah, it'd be all right. <laughs> it was hilarious and it made another fun camp out like experience yeah there's story. like memories and stuff and it's an actually i gotta stop calling it camp out because it is the family reunion yeah like it's yeah as i said you know it's no longer you know a nintendo age event it is a you know friends hanging out event because like some of the guys like national game depot ngd isn't even on nintendo age anymore he just plex beer and, you know, like, if he couldn't come out there, a lot of us would be disappointed because he's a freaking really cool dude to hang out with and catch up with and drink beer with. Like, some of my favorite people, man, going out and hanging out. Okay, Nintendo Age for life. Thank you for listening to VGBS. We appreciate everybody taking the time to get through this whole uh, arduous podcast. We love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to correspond with us, you can email us at bgbspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a phone number. It is 262264BGBS. You can leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text message, um, whatever you want to do, correspond. Also, comment on us, shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus. Leave a message on one of Kevin's videos on YouTube. We love hearing what people um, think about the podcast. All right, see you later. Woo. Take it easy, guys. Later.